0: This is the Doctor, President-elect of the High Council of Time Lords. I am definitely a madman with
1: a box. Anyone for Jelly, baby? I'm the Doctor. I'm 904 years old. I'm from the planet Gallifrey in the constellation of (laughs) Castabras. Hey who fans and welcome to the Big Blue Box Podcast. My name's Gary. And my name's Adam. And this is episode 46. The sun's shining. Birds are singing. It's lovely.
0: It's really idyllic today. Beautiful day.
1: It's like Amy's choice at the moment (laughs) for me. (laughs) Is it? (laughs) Just hear birds tweeting and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there is an old couple. There's an old couple across the road as well.
0: Oh god, they haven't uh, got eyeballs coming out of their mouths, have they?
1: Uh, could do. Can't really see that clear from here. but
0: Yeah. yeah. When you said that, I was thinking actually of, because um, in that episode, it's really wet and grey and horrible, isn't it? The actual, and they're sort of trying to make it sunny. I was thinking, oh, do you mean it's not very nice,
1: sir? No, no, I just meant there's birds and old people. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> in a weird kind of way.
0: <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> How are you, buddy? Oh, I'm very good. Yeah, I'm very good. So legs are out, slippers are on. Yeah, I'm. Uh, yeah, I'm very good. <laughs> the mental
1: pictures that we paint for for our listeners must be uh, must be interesting for you guys.
0: Must scare them off, I should think.
1: Legs out in the sun, but with slippers.
0: Slippers, yeah.
1: Sure. Like I'm at that age now where I need slippers. You need slippers. <laughs> Doesn't matter what weather it's going on outside. You need slippers.
0: Yeah, they're not TARDIS ones, unfortunately. They're not like yours. I've still got a bit of slipper envy when it comes to that. Uh, sucks to be you, mate. Mm. And you got that nice dressing gown as well. got the robe as well. Yep. Yeah. It's
1: all happening for me. Yeah. So what have my... you been up to? <laughs> uh, what have been up to? Um, I've been very busy with the old day job. Yeah? Yeah, that's kind of sucked up uh, quite a bit of my time the last week or so. But um, other than that, I've just been um, watching a, I watched a couple of um, Eccleston episodes actually recently. Oh, did you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, because, you know, sometimes when I'm looking at the shelf, I'm like, right, I'm going to watch them. Who. What am I going to watch? Well, the classic Who, we're going to watch the modern stuff. And um, for some reason, I just grabbed the first series, Box set, cause I thought, let's just let's just put this on. Because um, we haven't reviewed an Eccleston one in a little while. No. Um, and I haven't really watched... Mu- What's the last one we did? it? Was? I think it was last month. Was it Father's Day? Father's Day, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I just thought, yeah, I'd stick that on. I didn't even... There was no intent, really, to... Specifically, watch Eccleston, but yeah,
0: watch a couple. Which of ones did you watch?
1: Uh, so I watched. Um, what's the one after Father's Day?
0: It's not the one with the Slovene um, no. no, 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 it's not Slovene
1: It's um, it's the. What's the one with? Are You My Mummy? What's the name of the actual title? Oh, that's
0: a brilliant, yeah, The the Doctor Dances and uh, Empty Child. Of
1: course, yeah, how could I forget that, yeah, of course. Two of my
0: favourites, actually, I I love that two-parter. Yeah,
1: so I think they're potentially two of, I would say, the best of series one.
0: Uh, Yeah, they're great, really, really strong uh, story, yeah, I love that one.
1: Yeah, so I stuck those on and then I watched the last one as well, was it Parting of the Ways?
0: Yes, yeah, another good one.
1: Yeah, so I just watched a few Ecclestons, just because, really.
0: Actually, parting of the Ways is, is still, still one of my favorite episodes from the new series. I, I really love that, that mm-hmm. uh, ending. It's really epic as well. Because if you think that's, uh, is that now, what's that, 2005? So 10 years, isn't it? I mean, it, I think I watched it not that long ago. I, so I still think that's a brilliant episode. I absolutely love yeah, it. It's awesome. Yeah. It's yeah. Very cool. And the holographic scene um, always gets me always, always gets me, that scene. I just, oh. just think it's brilliant. Is it you? Or is <laughs> it, it, just does bit, yeah. it does a bit, yeah.
1: It does grab your heartstrings a little bit.
0: I love it. Yeah. Probably not- still one of the best Dalek ones as well, I think. Since um, since the show came back, I still think it's a really good Dalek story, that one. Do you know what? It's not bad for mm. a Dalek story.
1: It's not yeah. bad at all. Um, not much else, really. I've been on a bit of a Red Dwarf um, binge as well. Oh, have you? All right. Yeah. Um, I think... Um, I'm not sure why, because I've, I've had the box set for a long time, and I haven't really watched much of it in, I'd say, a few years now, I suppose. Mm. Um, but I don't know, I've just gone through a bit of a Red Dwarf phase, so Doctor Who and Red is not too bad. That's Yeah,
0: it's a good combination.
1: Yeah, what about you, mm. mate? Have you been up to anything?
0: Uh, I haven't been watching much Who lately, apart from the review episode I watched last night, and um, I got a box set of the Beneath of Summerfield arrived in the post yesterday, you know, this, uh, the Triumph of Sutek? Uh, um, oh, yeah. that arrived yeah. in the post yesterday so i'm looking forward to listening to that the only thing is is um i haven't listened to the first beneath summerfield box set yet because i got that when it was reduced last month so i've kind of got two box sets of listening pleasure um ahead of me but i just <laughs> need to find some time to statistics i was looking at them yesterday thinking there's about eight cds worth of stuff there wow um so yeah so yeah i, I i'm looking forward to maybe cracking into one of those uh, this afternoon um might if i get a chance to sit in the sunshine and listen to a bit of benny summerfield because i don't know a great deal about her backstory i haven't got any of the other ones that they did i don't think so okay. yeah yeah but i think these are pretty standalone so i'm hoping i can get get sort of straight into them
1: sounds good buddy yeah
0: so yeah i'm looking forward to doing that
1: how cool does that sound actually um out in the sun nice cold drink bit of doctor who big finish on
0: yeah that's that's what i'd like like to happen whether it actually will <laughs> is another story <laughs> but so that that's what i'd like to think i'll be doing this afternoon um and i saw you because you put a post um on the blue box facebook page didn't you saying that you were because you love pyramids of mars and suit tech don't you so yeah i know you were a bit put off by the fact that it's the seventh doctor but is it one you might get at some point in the sale or
1: mm. well it's quite cheap already mate it's it's only 20 quid
0: yeah yeah, I'll let uh, you know if it's... um oh, Well, actually, I probably won't get to listen to it for, for a bit, but, uh, yeah, I'll let you know if it's good.
1: Yeah, I might do. Mm. I might do. Yeah.
0: Have
1: you got any big finish that you haven't listened to? I've got about three that I haven't listened oh, yeah. to. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've got a, this really cool box set. Um, not a box set, sorry. I've got this really cool... Um, Box set that I was going to order off Big Finish, but I got it from Amazon in the end. I can't remember the. Do you know what, mate? My memory's going. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's... I know the
0: one you mean though. It's because uh, I remember you telling me about it. It's the um, novel. Yes, it's the limited the... edition sort of big book format of the novel yeah. uh, adaptations, isn't it?
1: Yes. What's it called? Yeah. Do you know?
0: I don't know what it's <laughs> called, but they did two versions of it. I don't know which one you've got. Uh, two. They did two volumes of it, I should say. Um, one's got Romana on the front. I think you might have got that one well-mannered war does that ring a bell Nope. no perhaps it's the other one then not sure that's really damaged annoying. goods yeah damaged goods was in in one of them and um, that's the russell davis story uh, which i really enjoyed actually that's quite good damaged yeah.
1: kitten no nope. um no anyway uh, i've got um i've got an oldie that i picked up a couple of a few months ago uh, davros
0: that's that's good yes yeah, that's, that's a good, a good one.
1: one uh the one doctor
0: yeah, that's a good one. That's Colin, yes. L-6-Z. yeah. Like, is that... Ah, yeah. um, oh, what's his name? God, our memory is going. To, I think that's the one with Biggins in, Christopher Biggins. It, it is. If I remember rightly, yes. Yep. Yeah. I yes. haven't listened to it for a long time, but I remember liking that one. Yeah, that's uh, Bonnie Langford as
1: well. And um, yeah. and the other one is... It's a McGann one. Um, Neverland.
0: Oh, Neverland, yeah, with yeah. Charlie. Yeah, yeah. He's so, normally pretty good.
1: Yeah. I love it. Actually, I love Paul McGann on Big Finish. Oh, superb Absolutely. in fact i love most of doctor who on big finish to be fair but the paul McGann ones are excellent
0: yeah they really are i love the i love the paul McGann audios i think so in the in the main range there was um some were a little bit hit and miss they did like this uh divergent universe which got a bit complicated but the actual eighth doctor adventures with him they did four series of that they're brilliant just little standalone pretty much stories yeah um really really good yeah so so good very good sorry I guess I not to forget Dark Eyes as well which is just fantastic
1: yes yeah Dark Eyes is brilliant yeah Um, and also uh, what's the other this is really annoying me now what's it called do you know what I think it might be uh, no it's not the light at the end no it's not I will stick it I'll I'll, I'll mention it next episode or something (laughs) okay this (laughs) novelisation it's really annoying me now that I can't remember the title but yes Anyway, big our listeners finish. will be screaming
0: out at the title as well. <laughs>
1: they will be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it's a, Tom, well, it's a Tom. <laughs> it's a Tom Baker book. It's definitely Tom Baker.
0: Right. Okay. Well, while, while you're landing the TARDIS, I'll Google Big Finish and find out. Let's <laughs> let, let's
1: land and do the news before we just drive everyone insane with our yeah. with our bad memories. All right. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> First up in the news this week, we have a possible start date for Series 9. Ooh. And um, I think, every. I th- well, I think I speak for everyone here, we assumed that it would start in August.
0: Yeah, I did. I assumed because yeah. normally, I think, well, last time it did, didn't it? It's sort of like the end end of August, yeah. That's
1: a, yeah. Uh, but apparently, um, we're looking at a September start date. Hmm series nine which is um slightly later so is that going to lead us up to will that lead us up to a, um, a christmas special or, or more cl- or closer to a, a christmas special do you think
0: it will do yeah because i think i think uh, one of our listeners pointed out that um you know the doctor Who festival yeah that, that it's in in uh, november um i think that would have coincided with the um episode final of series nine, if it started in at the end of August, so I think that now pushes it, you know, forward a bit. Um, so yeah. yeah, it's not going to. Because I was thinking, I was thinking, oh no, I wonder if they'll have a big screen. You know, obviously, no people are going to want to watch the final uh, at the festival. I mean, wherever they have a big showing of it. Um, but yeah, I think this will push it past that, and like you said, closer to the Christmas special. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. I guess. Um, so this isn't official though. Just want to point out because it was a bit of a fluff. Um, wasn't it mm. by one of the producers? So um uh Nikki Nikki Wilson. Um her Twitter her Twitter name is uh Red Lachette. Or Red Lush, yeah, Red Lachette. Um she just put out a um a fairly normal tweet, just says, um, another successful day on the TARDIS, Doctor Who is even bigger and better this year, which is all good. And then a fan jumped up and said, uh, roughly when will the doctor be back? Or when will Doctor Who be back? and she immediately tweeted
0: out saying we'll be back in september september yeah and then she quickly deleted it didn't she almost immediately in haste in haste yeah um yeah it makes me wonder if they do these things on purpose actually i mean surely they're more savvy than to everyone knows that as soon as you put something on twitter the second you do it you know it's out there Um, even if you delete it it's still there for a little while people can screenshot it and you know, whether they do this just to b- create a buzz, I don't know, or whether she genuinely did, tweet it and then think, "Oh, what am I doing?" and and deleted it straight away. I don't know. Yeah. But uh yeah, September. I mean, don't know. Just I don't like it going by. I just I'm really really looking forward to the new series and yeah, yeah. I can't wait for it to get it really. So the fact it's September and possibly rather than August, uh don't know. Just means got to wait a little bit longer, but hopefully
1: it'll be worth the wait. wee bit longer for. The Magician's Apprentice.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cool title. It is good, yeah it is good and it's a two-parter isn't it? Um, Yeah. Has it actually been confirmed that all of Series 9 are two-parters? Has that been confirmed yet or is it just still Mm. speculation? Because a lot of them are two-parters this time aren't they? I think,
1: yeah, I think it's safe to say that most of them will be if not all of them Mm. but that hasn't been confirmed officially. Um, Right. But from what we know from the various writers working on you know, each of the episodes and so on. We haven't heard anything other than two-parters at the moment, so.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, look forward to that. Okay, uh, in other news, um Stephen Moffat, our-, our head writer and producer, he's been awarded an OBE. The by- Moff the moth, an OBE. Um, and uh, obviously he's really thrilled about it. And it's uh, to acknowledge, obviously his, his creative <laughs> writing and stuff. There's a great picture of him smiling. I can imagine he cracked open a bottle of champers when he got the news. Cause it's, it's quite an honor, isn't it? An OBE. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So for those of you not from the UK or not aware, an OBE is um, an honor, which is um, granted somebody by the queen. Yes. The queen's birthday honors. So old Madge herself, Old Liz, sorry, old Liz herself. She um, dishes these out. Um, actually, Russell T. Davis had a was it? He had an OBE, didn't he?
0: Yeah, he got one back in two thousand and eight, uh-huh. which yeah. I I didn't remember. I only know that because it was on the uh, they linked it in with this news piece. Um, but yeah, I didn't realise that. So he got one back then. Sure. Which is good.
1: Which is good, actually, because um, I know that he gets a lot of stick, doesn't he? Them off for from Doctor Who fans. Um, However, he has wrote some very, very cool stuff. Not just Doctor Who, but his work on Sherlock as well and some other bits and pieces. Yeah, He's, uh, he's a busy, busy man. And he's under a lot of pressure all the time. So, uh, yeah, pretty well deserved, I would say.
0: Yeah, I think so. I mean, yeah, you're right. He does come in for a lot of stick. And I think it doesn't matter who's in charge of Doctor Who. They always do. You know, John Nathan-Turner, um, like you said, Russell T. Davis, whoever's in charge, they always get a lot of stick. And then as soon as we get somebody new... Uh, uh, you automatically get bring back Russell T Davis, bring back Stephen Moffat. So when he leaves, <laughs> I'm sure there'll be loads of people uh, crying for him to come back and, uh, and stuff. So, but yeah, yeah, it's well deserved. He's he's done quite a lot over the years, has not he? I mean, he, I always think of him as he used to do that comedy coupling. I don't know if you ever watched that, yeah, uh, which was which was quite good. It was quirky, and it even in that he couldn't resist doing the odd sort of um, timey wimey type episode stuff. He was quite sort of qu- clever with it for a sitcom. So yeah, it's well deserved. I think the old Moff, yeah. Well done, buddy. Well done, Steve-O. Well done, bud. Right, so last up in the news,
1: um, this is a cool one. This is. And I hadn't heard of it until um, until you, you talked me through this earlier, mate. And it's really cool. So Colin Baker, he was just celebrated his 72nd birthday, is it? Is he really? Gosh. 72nd? 72, yes, yeah. yeah. Um, he's in a new sci-fi uh, short. And it's one of these... Um, uh, crowdfunded um, affairs, so um, it's not a Kickstarter thing. It's a very similar uh, approach. It's uh, Indiegogo, which is the same concept really as Kickstarter. But um, so a new a new um, sci-fi, Last Man on Earth, um, is a 20 minute short, um, which starts filming later in July, and it stars Colin Colin Baker, which you wouldn't have thought he would do something like this
0: no it's no awesome. I mean yeah it, it is good I mean uh, there's a really cool little promotional video to go with it um, I, I'm assuming we'll put a link to it uh, in yeah. the description because it's um yeah it's quite good they just talk about you know what, what they want to do and, uh, and obviously Colin features in it and uh, yeah I mean it must have something in it must have really appealed to him because he's you know he's a busy chap uh, Colin as we know he's often on the sort of um, convention circuits and uh, yeah he seems to be pretty much on the go so yeah there must be something about this that you know enthralled him into it um they want to raise ten thousand pounds yes through indiegogo i think um they've raised a few hundred so far um and obviously it's only just been announced so was it announced yesterday i think so yeah Yeah. uh, it looks good i mean um ten thousand sounds quite a lot but i would imagine you know they could probably that probably quickly add up if you know even if people give just a little bit soon adds up when you think of all the fans out there so i hope they manage to get there yeah. Well they raised just over two hundred pounds on day
1: one. And now we're on day two, it's up to one thousand six hundred and something. So uh, uh, right, cool. it's pretty good. So they're just over fifteen percent of the way. But they do need some more. So uh, we'll stick a link in there and if you like the look of it then do give it a um do give it a, a donation. It looks to be very cool. It's um uh do you remember Paul McGann did something very similar? Yeah. Um with the Minister of Chance.
0: That's right, that became quite a big um, cult thing, didn't it? It Um, did, yeah. yeah, it's got quite a good following, that one. Yeah, that raised over 15
1: grand, so um, I'm hoping old Colin Baker's one will will do just as well, because these things tend to to be very cool, because they haven't got as much weight and pressure from a big studio or anything, or, you know, anything. It's a bit more independent, you know, in its nature, so that they can kind of take the story wherever they want, and there isn't much pressure from... Sort of big suits in a corporation anywhere, so yeah, they're normally very cool. So hopefully this one will turn out just as good.
0: Yeah, I I guess it's definitely something I'm looking forward to seeing, like the finished result, if you like. Yeah, sounds like quite a cool concept and idea. Indeed. Yeah. So yeah, good luck with that, Colin, and we'll put the link in the in the description.
1: We will do, and yeah, yeah. and just to to close with the news, isn't really a. a, We didn't want to focus too much on this, but um, some news broke the other day. uh, John Hurt revealed that he'd been diagnosed with with cancer. Uh, I think it's pancreatic cancer. And um, yes. we would just like to say um, our thoughts are with John. And um, we hope for a speedy recovery. He seems quite hopeful that um, uh, it's in its first early stage and should be treatable. So uh, we wish him all the best. Absolutely, yep. So um, the war doctor, we hope to see you around for many years. And... What are we up to this week, buddy, review-wise?
0: Well, Gary, leave the girl. It's the man I want. It's time (laughs) and the Rani. That was a nice nap. Now, down to business. I'm a bit worried about the temporal flicker in
1: Sector 13. There's a Bicentian refit of the TARDIS to book in. I must just pop over to Centre i 7, and then perhaps a quick holiday. Right, that all seems quite clear. Just three small points. Where am I? Who am I? And who are you? the Rani. stay back. this is idiotic. you'll injure yourself. why should you care? since you were exiled from Gallifrey you've had nothing but contempt for all other time lords. my contempt started long before my exile. And what do you want with me? and where's Mal? she's perfectly safe but how long she remains so depends on you. you're up to something. perhaps I'll find the answer on this. you won't recognize the planet. it's LaCertia. And there's no evidence that it's ever been graced by your meddling presence. You're trying to deflect me, so the answer is on here.
0: Quarks. One up. One down. One. Strange matter.
1: That asteroid is composed of strange matter.
0: What monstrous experiment are you dabbling in now? Yeah. <laughs> I do. If you could hear me giggling over that cliff, I do apologise. It's because um, I, it's just, it, that scene reminds me of exactly the sort of thing when I was a kid at play uh, in the playground, and we used to play Doctor Who. That sort of technical gibberish is exactly the sort of thing we used to come out with <laughs> that makes no sense. And it's uh, yes, I must just nip over to centerize four, and these galactic circuits need readjust. You know, I just love that little bit. It just cracks me up. It's, <sighs> yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Oh dear. Yeah. Time
1: and the Rani. Time and the Rani. So what's it about? Um, so this was, yeah, so this was back in 87, mm-hmm. 1987, four episodes, 25 minutes each. Um, Pip and Jane Baker. Yeah.
0: Husband and yep. wife
1: writing team. Indeed. Um, Andrew Morgan directed this one and it's a, um, a JNT produced story. So this was, um, as you all know, this is Sylvester's very first um, portrayal of the, of the Doctor and the well. From what I can gather, the, the plot is thus: um, as usual, the TARDIS gets hijacked, which seems in to, a rainbow. In a rainbow. Oh yeah, we'll come on to the Rainbow. So <laughs> the TARDIS gets hijacked, which seems to be quite. It seemed like that was quite a popular thing to happen to the TARDIS back in the day. Yeah. Um, where for some. I'm not sure where the writers go with this, but for a a, a time machine, spaceship, whatever, um, craft like the TARDIS, which is meant to be impenetrable and all that kind of thing, seems to get hijacked a lot and placed somewhere of its, you know, independently, without the doctors, whatever. So, anyway, the TARDIS gets hijacked um, and um, they land on... Uh, the planet they land on the planet uh Laia, La- La and the Lacurs are currently being kind of um uh, they're it's, it's a bit like Nazi Germany in a way it's like the Rani's turned up and she's basically just um forced them all into like living in fear almost <laughs> she's put like these like traps everywhere and there's like flying insect things and You know, so they're kind of um, besieged, if you like. And um, there's another species on this planet as well.
0: The tetraps. Yes.
1: So the furry dudes.
0: Big bat-like things with horrible tongues. And eyes. Everywhere. Everywhere. And Um, yet really bad vision.
1: (laughs) Yeah, really blurred bad vision, yeah. So I think... um, So the Rani's basically um, uh, taking control of these. So they're serving the Rani at the moment. And... um, She's basically there to do this massive scientific experiment to um, launch this missile that will blow up this um, asteroid, which is um, consist which consists of strange matter. And when that happens, it's going to form this um, this shield of particles around the planet. And when it forms, and then she comes back after that, she'll be able. To, it'll be like a time, like a time manipulator. Manipulator. Yeah. Yeah. Um, however. In order for us to have to do this, she's kidnapped some of these very famous people from Earth across various points in time, um, and she's using all of their brain power and brain waves to make these big calculations and so on. And the last person that she needs was um, that she needed is the Doctor. Um, obviously, that's not going to go smoothly. And in the meantime, um, uh, Mel is off doing lucirian things yeah <laughs> trying to rescue the doctor and so on so sorry if i didn't that didn't go swimmingly the pot there but that's basically it
0: no no i think yeah yep. no i think it's a very good sum up yeah i think you, <laughs> yeah i think you've, you've you've nailed it there mate yeah, i think you've got all the bits in yes yeah so let, let's start at the beginning because i was watching this last night so i was dying to know what was <laughs> going through your head um because i've watched this a lot <laughs> <It> was, <laughs> for, i've watched this I don't know what, I've watched this story a lot, so I probably didn't need to re-watch it. But I did, I thought, because I've never watched it from a critical uh, sort of viewpoint. You know, I this is the sort of story, this is like my ultimate guilty pleasure. It's the kind of story I will happily sit and watch on my own, because I actually really enjoy it. But I would never put it on, <laughs> if anyone right. else is around. I would never, and also, as I say, watching it from a review point, was totally different. Like I, I thought, yeah, I need to watch it again so I can make some notes. And when you start making notes on the thing, my God, I don't, I, I've made loads. I don't think I've ever made so many notes on a on a story. Um, so yeah, so I watched it again last night, and obviously it starts with the regeneration. Um, I don't know have you ever seen that bit before because you've, I know you've heard yeah. about it. Yeah, I've, heard, I've so seen obviously, it. Yeah, because yeah, Colin, understandably, you know, didn't want to come back to do a regeneration scene because he was he was treated pretty badly when he at the time so essentially what we get is sylvester mccoy face down on the tardis floor (laughs) and when they turn him over obviously you know the regeneration starts immediately so we don't really get any explanation for or anything like that and you can see that it's him even before they've put the effect on if you see what i mean because it's, yeah. you know the wig's quite ill-fitting and stuff but yeah. but i mean how, how how could they have done it do you think they did it as best they could at the time or or do you think because i quite like the fact that they just they do the regeneration and then they just move on but yeah I, yeah i don't really know how they should have done it
1: yeah there's no um it's interesting because there's no We we do have this period where the doctor seems quite disorientated and he doesn't really yeah. understand why because the, I know that the Rani plays a big part in that. She's basically tricked him into trying to repair this, um, or, or fix this machine that she's been working on. Yeah. So she does play a part in it because I think if she wasn't around, I think he would have come out of that, that period a bit quicker. But yeah, I think they could have, I think they've done it the best they could with what they had because mm. I, I think back at the time they were, which is another interesting point because from what I understand, this story wasn't written. For Sylvester McCoy, ideally, this, this, whose story was written really as, um, as a Colin Baker story. So it didn't really, you know, it didn't really play to the strengths of McCoy's character.
0: Yeah. I think Uh, when they wrote it, I think it started off, I think when it was first sort of plotted out it was very, very different to what ended up on screen. I think they've sort of adapted it and changed it an awful lot. Um, and I know Andrew Carmel was sort of involved a little bit and had quite a strange relationship with Pip and Jane. Um, I know Andrew Carmel doesn't like the story at all. And so it doesn't really, you know, he, all the ideas he sort of inputted sort of uh, are sort of in there somewhere, but it, it was a yeah. bit of a mess, I think from what they originally sort of thought of as the idea. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I think because of that, like, they- yeah, well, the only other way that they could have done it properly, well, I say properly, have done it any better, really, would have, would have, you know, got Colin Baker involved, but mm. that wasn't going to happen, was it? Because it's never going to
0: happen, no. No, not at that point, anyway. I mean, the, the thing is, I suppose they could have just started it with him as a new Doctor, but like you said, um, w- watching it again yesterday, one of the things that, you know, like the, you know, the, the memory cheats on it, so I'd forgotten how long he's in that sort of strange you know, trying to work out who he is, period. Because it's sort of, really, it's only in episode three that he sort of kicks, kicks in as the Doctor. The rest of it, he's sort of bumbling around and, uh, you know, trying to work out what's going on and he's tricked him to believe in that the Rani is um, is Mel and, and yeah. all that sort of thing. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it takes a while for him to actually become the Doctor, I think. Yeah,
1: it's the yeah. first couple of episodes, really.
0: Yeah, and yeah. I'm just wondering, like, because we not that long ago we reviewed mark of the rani mm-hmm. which i seem to i think we both enjoyed i know i like that one i think you you liked it didn't you from what i remember mark of the rani i think
1: yeah i didn't think it was too bad i think we gave yeah we gave that a seven
0: each. yeah yeah the coal mine and yeah. this is you know i think the rani is quite different in this i love the Rani, um, and i always think she's in it more than she is so i always forget there's only two stories i always think she was quite a, a good character um because I like the performance she gives, and there's a lot of sort of comedic bits in this. I mean, I'm not <laughs> too sure about her pretending to be Mel, although I think she she does it okay. Um, but it's a strange idea uh, to try and sort of, even in a comedic way, to try and put across on screen, isn't it? You know, yeah. I mean, I don't know why the the bit that always gets me is when they're in the Tardis and <laughs> the Rani just sort of says, you know, she's watching the real Mel. Oh, climb yeah. across the cliffs, and she's like, "Oh, that must be the Rani." And the doctor's just like, "Oh, yeah, it must be." And she's like, "And she's evil, and she must be destroyed." Oh, and but I'm thinking, why does the doctor just assume that that's the <laughs> Rani? He just believes everything she says, you know. And I just guess it's because he's disorientated and stuff. But yeah. but I just wondered how you found the character of the Rani in this compared to Mark the Rani, because I, I, I still think Kate Mara is great in both, actually. But she's sort of more. She's more the scientist, a bit more serious than Mark of the Rani, whereas this, she's sort of, I don't know, its not, not camping it up, but, you know, there's a bit more comedic element to it, I think, in this mm-hmm. one, especially yeah. between her and the Doctor.
1: Yeah, I, would, um, I was thinking about that when I was watching it yesterday, and um, I think I prefer um, the Mark of the Rani in terms of Kate Amara and the Rani character. Yeah. I think I prefer her in that. because um, there's something in this one that I found um a wee bit um a wee bit too straight. Um there wasn't much in, in the way of um and what I mean by that is there wasn't really much in the way of um looseness around the script or any kind no. of improv or anything like that. I think she was playing it very, very straight and exactly to the script. Yeah. Um whereas you can see that um McCoy um. Although when he was doing when he's doing like the the scientific speech, and he's coming up with that stuff, I think he did have to memorize that quite, you know, quite intently before he they started filming. Yeah, you don't want to get that stuff wrong. But the other stuff, I think he's having good fun with it, and I think he's really trying to get off um, to a decent start and really have mm. try to have fun with it. Pretty much from the beginning because we've got the whole playing the spoons thing, and oh, yeah. Um, and the, there's a the the that seems quite funny when he's trying on different outfits. Oh, um, the TARDIS
0: wardrobe, suit. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So, there's some really cool stuff like that around McCoy's character, but I think Kate Amara, I think she's just playing it fairly, um, yeah, I don't think she's putting too much into it creatively, she's just going through the motions, if you like, mm. with the script, but maybe that's just my, my feeling on it, but um. Yeah, I did prefer her in Mark of the Rani. And um Yeah. But she was still good though. I th- I, I still enjoy her character and um in a way I still wish that the Missy character from, from Series Eight was the Rani instead of the Master, you know?
0: So do I. I yeah, I always think that. I just think I think they just did it to try and shake things up when it actually would have been better if she'd have been the the Rani. Because I love the character of the Rani. And I think Missy would have been no, sorry, Michelle Gomez would have been perfect casting as a new Rani, because yep. I just think she would have fitted into that role brilliantly. Um, and that's what I mean when I say I always think that Rani was in Doctor Who more than she was, more than two stories, because I think she's a really strong character. Um, and now I don't, think, I don't think you could really bring the character back that soon. No. because Because you've got Missy, so why do you need the Rani? It's kind of made a, a brilliant character redundant, I think, uh, <laughs> yeah, in you, a way, you're ha- you're having right. Missy as the master, because you don't need... You know, you, you don't need it. But um I was just wondering, though, because Time of the Rani has got such a bad reputation um, in in fandom. I mean, it is absolutely, you know, slayed. There are people out there that enjoy it, and but the majority of fandom, it is regarded as one of the worst stories. It always comes very low in the polls and stuff. But was it the complete shambles that you, you know, that you would think it would be? by what people say about it. it was, you know, what did you think of it? Sorry, overall. You, yeah.
1: So did you mean this or Mark of the Rani as the, complaint? no, no
0: time. Did I say Mark of the Rani? No, that's what, yeah. So yeah. You,
1: you mean this one. Okay. So
0: I yeah. because has got such a bad reputation. I just <laughs> sort of, I was thinking, I'm hoping you're sort of going into it with a fresh, you know, go into it fresh because yeah, it, it is a very much a Marmite story, I think. And a lot yeah. of people don't like it, but was it as, was it as bad as his <laughs> reputation? Do you think? Um, I'll be totally honest with you.
1: Um, I didn't think it was that bad. Oh, good. Um, and I know a lot of our listeners are probably expecting me to just, like, go to town on McCoy and take him to the cleaners and mm. all that stuff. But I didn't actually mind it, you know. Um, I I prefer the... I prefer Mark of the Rani um, as a story and Kate Amara and McCoy and stuff. Um, but I didn't think this was that bad. Not as bad as, you know, fandom because like you say it does get beaten up a lot this oh, is like does. one of the main like go-to you know if you want to have a, a slagging off session for who for half an hour this one probably gets pulled out of the bag quite often yeah um i i also think it's a lot better than some of the other stories as well so it's in my opinion it's better than paradise towers um it's way better than Dragonfire, that's for sure mm. um and other stories like that um yeah, I mean Silver Nemesis is better than that. Um
0: I'm kind of relieved to hear it because I was watching it last night and it it is a story that I've always really enjoyed watching. Mm-hmm. Um that's not to say I think it's story wise or anything is 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 great. You know, I, I can totally um see its faults um and, and everything like that. But I've always really enjoyed watching this story and I always get quite um I always think it gets a really hard time and, and yeah. I can appreciate it. it's got a lot of faults. Um, but I, I never think it deserves the bashing that it gets let's put it put it that way yeah. um you know I think there's a lot of fun in it um and I just think it is one of those episodes you can put on and I, I always say it's like my ultimate guilty pleasure I just think it's one I can put on and I can just enjoy it I think there's there's some good stuff in there but yeah. but yeah I, I you know I wouldn't deny that it's got a lot of faults and I think I was watching it last night thinking I really didn't know what you were going to make of it. Because I, <laughs> I knew this was, I know you're not the Seventh Doctor's biggest fan. And this wasn't going to be the story to make you think otherwise. You know, I thought well, this isn't going to convert you to the Seventh Doctor. But, but uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm glad to hear that you don't dislike it as much. Because, no. I, I mean, there are bits in it. I mean, I was thinking of the first scene where Sylvester's falling over and it's very stage and it looks like they've only got one take or something and i was thinking oh this is bad you know when you're watching it from a sort of critical point of view you know that that sort of opening scene is not great and 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 that sort of thing but yeah i'm glad that you sort of enjoyed it more than perhaps you thought you might
1: yeah you know. and i think um yeah because i i really did go into it with um because i knew this was um mccoy's first as well so i thought i'm going to go into it completely fresh i'm not going to you know have all that nonsense before the other episodes and mm. stuff, but. um I think the support cast help as well because I don't think they were that bad compared no, to I some of the... Right. Year. Compared to especially Paradise Towers where the support cast is like they were really scraping a barrel. Mm-hmm. That's like some of the worst I've seen, not just in McCoy's era, but in who <laughs> in general. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but the support cast yes, so I thought was not too bad. Um, the um, uh, Lecursion guy that... Accompanies Mel through most of the story. Um, is it Icona? Icona, yeah. Yeah, I thought he was pretty good. He played that really well. Yeah. Um, and Bayus and Faroon as well. I thought those guys were really cool. Um, and yeah, the only, the only, well, I can't really, can't really be that too much, really, but the, the actors who are inside the Tetraps, they were a bit stereotypical, like the way they were walking around and stuff. <laughs> and, you know, they, I think that they were just directed to just walk like a monster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you know what I mean there wasn't anything yeah. unique about those guys, but yeah. other than that really i i thought the I, I thought the support cast was very cool, and I thought the makeup was quite good. We've seen a lot worse mm. um but again, I think um I think the 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 tetraps let the bar down a little bit because the 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 masks and stuff with the weird tongues and stuff they were
0: oh the tongues are horrible yeah aren't they?
1: they were quite yeah but you know what what can you expect? We're talking about classic who. You know, it's not going to be, you know, amazing stuff for, for monster makeup and suits and stuff. So,
0: yeah, um, No, I'm really relieved to hear that. I mean, the thing is, I, I've i come in for a lot of flack from fellow who fans for, for liking the story. And I will I will stick up for it. And uh, and I will also, you know, uh, acknowledge it's, it's downfalls. But um, I, I am relieved to hear that you didn't because I was coming into thinking, right. I honestly thought knowing how much, you, you know, what you've thought of other McCoy stories, I thought this one It will go two ways. It could either push you right over the edge and you'll never watch another Sylvester McCoy story again, (laughs) or or you might find a bit of, you know, charm in it. And I'm really pleased that you have because I think there's... I recently listened to... Well, not recently, but not that long ago, listened to a podcast, a Doctor Who podcast, a fairly popular one, where there were four or five guys on it and I saw they were reviewing Tom Rani. And I thought, right, okay, I'll, I'll look forward to that because it is an interesting story in terms of it does create a lot of debate and fandom, you know, uh, because people either love it or hate it. And I thought, surely out of at least one of these four or five guys, one of them's got to defend it to give a balanced view, surely. Yeah. And I got about twenty minutes in, and they were just absolutely picking it to pieces. And I honestly, I mean, I, I'm not not that I want to, you know. Everyone's entitled to their opinion, and it's right that they give their opinion. But I was thinking, surely one of them must like something, and I, it becomes such a depressing podcast. That I switched it off um, because I just <laughs> thought, yes, there are bits in it that aren't great, um, you know, and you can make excuses for it about the budget at the time and all that. But it, it really is not that bad, I don't think. And the other reason it's kind of special. To me, I think one of the reasons I like it as much as I do is because um, I'm not sure how old it would have been, actually, but I didn't, as a kid, I didn't really enjoy many of the Colin Baker stories as a kid. They were just too grim, dark, and violent. Like, I hated the violence that crept into Doctor There was loads of stuff going on with needles and knives and blood and rats being eaten. To me, it went too far. And so as a kid, I really didn't like the Colin Baker stories that much. Right. So when this come onto the screen you know when this started you know straight away you've got Sylvester McCoy is a much more gentle doctor so that immediately appealed to me at, and this was a first. much yeah yeah yep. and, and it just it got back to being a m- more watchable Doctor Who to me this story so I think that's another reason I like it because I was starting to fall out of love with the show up as a teenager through the Colin Baker it just did it just wasn't doing it for me and although this wasn't great this to me, was a sort of um, a kickstart back in the right direction. I actually enjoyed watching it, you know. Whereas I'd before I'd been sat there thinking I'm not like, you know, I wasn't enjoying Doctor Who um, that much when Colin Baker was on the screen. Uh, I enjoy them more now, uh, you know. I, I, you know, I can go back and I. There are some Colin Baker stories I actually really like, but at the time it was just a big turn-off. I was just finding it really dull and boring, and I don't know something about Tanya Rani, you know. I just remember really loving watching it at the time as a kid so I think that's another reason that I still enjoy it now because it just it it, it was more fun you know we hadn't we hadn't had much fun in the Colin Bay career we'd had a lot of death and grimness and darkness and you know this was sort of going back to something a bit more fun and enjoyable to watch and you know even though perhaps there was too much comedic element to it um, it still was a much more fun doc too so that's another reason that I'll I'll always defend it really that's
1: fair enough mate yeah yeah so i can see i can see what you're saying as well the the colin baker stuff did go a little bit darker and um for who fans back in the day we were coming off of um the trial of a time lord Mm. and that was a very long-winded yeah um i wouldn't say depressing but a very um uh, quite dark and and um I'm searching for the word to describe it. It wasn't really like a happy time, should we say, for for who at that point. So for Sylvester McCoy to come on the scene and have a bit more fun with it and you know I so I can I can totally see that aspect mm-hmm. that aspect. Um and I and I do and I can see why um a lot of fans would have taken to, to McCoy at this point. Because it, just it was just felt
0: yeah. like a fresh it just felt like a breath of fresh air, really, because <laughs> It it sort of nips along at a good pace as well. Like you said, with the with the trial of the Time Lord, we'd had sort of week after week of him sat in there, and it just felt really like a bit of a slog at the you know at yeah, the time. And yeah. with this, you know, it, it seemed more fun, and you'd got like people getting trapped in these spinning bubbles, and you know there was stuff going on, and it was bright, and you know, and like you said, there was sort of humour in it. It just it just seemed like a breath of fresh air to me at the time, and I think that's one of the reasons I I still really enjoy watching it. You know. There is one thing, though. Mm -hmm. Well, I say one thing. Um, I did get a little bit bored
1: (laughs) as I I got into part three. Yeah. Um, I I was starting to to fade out a little bit. And I thought this would... I think this would have been a a really good two-parter. Or even a three-parter, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, So I I was starting to switch off a bit as we got into part three. Um, And then for the first sort of ten... Minutes or so of part four before the finale sort of kicked in and we, the story got wrapped up. But um, otherwise, oh, there's, no, there's yeah. no no
0: doubt about it. Yeah, I mean, episode three does does, <laughs> yeah, absolutely because it hasn't. The storyline isn't strong enough uh, at all uh, for to, to sustain over those four episodes. That's that's totally true. Because yeah. I find when we get to episode four, we suddenly sort of get introduced to some other interesting bits that perhaps they should have brought forward. Sooner, like you know, we go to the um, oh, what's it called? It made me laugh. the The centre of leisure, the, the centre yeah, yeah, yeah. With the big death ball. <laughs> it really makes it laugh. Um, you know, we maybe if we'd seen that a bit sooner, because we we might have cared a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but um, but yeah, I mean, it's all sort of thrown, all everything's thrown into episode four, isn't it? You know, it's just everything in the kitchen sink. You get the big giant brain, and it's all kicking off. And yeah, I, I know what you mean. There's there's a the story is a bit weak for the sort of um to sustain four episodes I agree with you. Yeah. Um so that that's not really
1: I mean I think a lot of people do say that with classic who mm. that especially the the ones that are at least four parts there's always one sometimes two episodes that it does kind of draw out a little bit and the pacing gets a bit slower but um And, and that, it is yeah. quite
0: messy isn't it because there's I mean they seem to sort of um there's so many ideas being thrown in here that don't seem to they don't seem to know where they're going with it a lot of the time. I and mean, there's, there's the doctor keeps coming out with these silly proverbs, getting it wrong, doesn't he? Like a bull in a barber shop, and fits a trombone, and what else does he come out with? All sort absence makes the nose grow longer, you know, all these things yeah. that were sort of going to be part of his character that they dropped immediately in the next story. And you know, there's lots of things going on in the scripts that is quite messy. If you like, they're just, yeah. <laughs> just sort of throwing everything in there. Um, Here's a question for you. Yeah. How
1: do you reckon uh, the Rani got free from Mark and the Mark? Oh and the Rani? yeah,
0: I know. Yeah, because that that ends with her and the Master trapped with that well wow, that dinosaur in the jar getting bigger and bigger, doesn't it? Yeah, she was really jammed up. How do you reckon she got out of that? Well, I it's not mentioned. I don't know. This <laughs> is yeah. She's just I don't know. And and at the end of this one, she's kind of trapped again, isn't she? The Tetraps. traps. Um, yep trapper in the TARDIS at the end as well actually I must say talking of that TARDIS isn't it a shame that we got that gorgeous set in Mark of the Rani for the for the Rani's TARDIS that lovely console the black console with the spinny thing and in this one it's blimmin awful so I had to moderate my language it's awful isn't it I think it's even just a model with CSO with they've CSO'd them into it or something it's nothing like that brilliant set that we got in Mark of the Rani, is it that was awesome yeah. I love that setting mark of the Ronnie. Obviously, it didn't survive storage because they, they would have reused it, wouldn't they? But of course. Yeah, yeah. such a shame because it's not that, not that many years between the two, is it? You'd have thought they'd have still had it kicking around, even if the walls had gone a bit wobbly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a shame because this one was a bit lacklustre in its design oh it's yes it's nowhere near and also the sort of pyramid shape it's so 80s isn't it the the actual (laughs) outside of it i mean as well you know with the mirrored pyramids and stuff it looks like something we have a fairground ride. but but what did what did you think of the effects though of the like the ball you know when they step on these traps and then they get the balls spin off and explode into the walls and stuff and what do you think of that
1: uh it wasn't too bad for the time yeah for the time yeah. No, sweet, I think it's man. quite a
0: nice idea. I mean, maybe not visualised brilliantly, but I think it's quite a cool cool little idea. And I, I do remember thinking at the time, I wasn't the, the biggest fan of Mel back in the day. And um, I do remember, <laughs> sounds awful to say, but I do remember thinking at the cliffhanger at the end of episode one where she's trapped in the ball and I thought, oh, there's no way she can get out of it. She's going to die. And I do remember thinking, oh, I hope shes they are going to replace <laughs> her, um, which I don't feel so much now, but I did at the time. Okay. Um, but I, I like the way they get out of it because I do remember thinking like, oh, how's she going to escape from that? Because we've seen how it, you know, kills people earlier on in the series, like that skeleton and stuff. And uh, I think it's quite cool that she lands in water and that's why it doesn't hit the explosive on the bottom of it. It's just a really sort of simple get out i thought but her yeah. screaming is horrendous i oh, mean yeah. oh i was thinking give it i mean i know she is known for her screaming but she does a lot of it in this story um she does especially yeah. that scene it's almost unbearable isn't it <laughs> i think he even says it in the script actually doesn't he? he says something like if you don't stop squawking it'll be your laugh <laughs> yeah. yeah which i thought
1: well, that's he, cool. probably meant nice that. play on it. he probably meant that for real
0: yeah <laughs> he's not bad you're right actually that guy okay he's not bad at all it's cool yeah and the scene with the skeleton and I'd come it's not what's the mum called? It's supposed to be a daughter, isn't it? It's quite touching I mean it's like like you said, considering these guys are under a load of s- little sticky plasters or whatever they got that face isn't that they they yeah. do manage to eject a little bit of um I was going to say realism, but that's probably not the word, but you <laughs> know what I mean It yeah, makes yeah, a nice yeah. scene you yeah. you know they they do manage to do it yeah do it, it well I think yeah,
1: and the they used um the same effect that they used in a lot of Who stories back in the day where when they're on an alien planet they feel they need to make the sky like a purpley color or pink or yeah that sort of thing and that that can have a bit of i'm not sure i think that's a bit overused back in the 70s and 80s because what happens is you have to kind of mask out the the, the foreground and you end up with this real horrible jagged line around cliff edges and tops of oh, buildings no. and stuff like that but yeah what can you do it's
0: it's it's not a bad location actually. I mean, for for, for a quarry, I a, think classic quarry a classic quarry from classic who? quarry. Yeah, it works <laughs> quite well. I think I like her big, uh, the entrance to her sort of uh, laboratory with a big. You know, it's very over the top, but yeah. Uh, yeah, it works okay. But I know what you mean about the sky. I think because they, especially because it's filmed on such low budget videotape as well, isn't it? Back then, it's oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. it really bleeds through on the screen. Yeah, there's a bit actually. I really did think of you, um, when because Sylvester's accent. Scottish accent is quite prominent, isn't it, in this? Yes, yep. And there is a bit where he's, I can't roll my ass, so I can't do it. Maybe you can. But he goes, A rock that talks. And I thought, Oh my God, Gary will have thrown a slipper at the TV at this point. A <laughs> rock that,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: A rock yeah. that talks. Like yeah. that, yeah. He really, yeah, there's a couple of bits where um I struggle to understand him, actually, when he's, you know, his, his accent's quite strong. Let's put it that way. Yeah, anyway. he didn't roll his R's as much as I thought he was going to. Not yet. No, but he does get into
1: that. I think um, remembrance and um, yeah,
0: he really just goes nuts on his R's. <laughs> but... I, I did wonder. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I did wonder <laughs> if you was cringing. I guess so there is one bit that I've never quite got as well. It's a very lazy bit of writing, but uh, um, the bit with the holographic Mel. Yeah, you know when he hands over the and, and she. I was thinking, but. Well, how's that being done? <laughs> because I can't see any electronic equipment around or anything that would have created this hologram. Um Oh, I see, yeah. But that's a, yeah, that's a bit lazy. That's it? a bit whimsical. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um before we get on to reviews, mm. um what do you think to the seventh doctor's opening theme? I don't mind it.
0: I actually don't mind it. No, in fact, yeah. I really like the music in this in this episode. It's very 80s, but I actually really like the music in this, and it's by the same composer, uh, Kef McCulloch, I think it is, isn't it? Yes. Not very good with my pronunciations, you know. But yeah, yeah, I, I like the – I don't mind the theme. It's not my favourite, um, but I think it's all right. And I like the instrument, instrumental music in this story. I, I did put that in my notes. Yeah. I'm, I'm guessing you don't like the theme to this I one. I don't like no. the
1: Seventh Doctor's theme. I don't like the video no. intro, and I don't like the version of the theme either, the music.
0: Uh, see I love the I love the intro. I love the um the graphics, I mean. I think I've always okay. loved them. And I and I like the the font that the dot 2 is written in as well. Oh, but, uh, yeah, I love it. Yellow and silver blocks. So yeah, great. Jesus. Christ. Yeah, I do. But I the, the theme is a bit whiny. It, it, it saw sort of reminds me a bit of the latest theme, actually. It's a it's a little bit <laughs> grating.
1: Yeah. A, a bit whiny. <laughs>
0: It is a little, isn't it? Yeah, we well, you know that zzz, it's a bit. Zzz, zzz. Yeah, yeah. But I did, okay. I did put on my notes. I did like the instrumental music in this. Um, there are a couple of scenes when it's. Uh, I think we talked about this in The Lodger when stuff is not that dramatic, but the music is. I think there's a bit where they're putting a plate in the electronic pyramid. And it couldn't be a more boring scene, and the music's going. It's really going oh, mad. Oh right, yeah. You know what I mean? They're yeah, like yeah. trying to carefully put this thing in, and the music's going crazy just to add a little bit of um, tension. Um, and also, <laughs> the Doctor mentions his age uh, in this story yes. as well, which kind of gets uh, goes down when we get to the new series because in this he says he's nine hundred and fifty-three. That's it. Yep. But I think in the new series he's he's gone down. But then we all lie about our age, don't we? We do. We do, especially me. Yeah. Yeah. So, scores. Yeah. Scores on scores. the wall. Um, it's
1: to your first? turn to go first this oh, time. Oh, man. Yeah. Okay. I shall give this. <clears throat> um, I shall give this a five. Five out of ten?
0: Yeah. Okay. I think that's a fair score. Yep.
1: I'm yep. sure that's been reviewed a lot lower than that. Many times,
0: yes, yeah. No, I think it's a fair score. Um, I'm, I'm going to go slightly higher, obviously, because I, I, I do enjoy it. Um, I'm going to go for 7.5. Um, whoa, okay, yeah. I I, I mean, I was tempted to go higher because I do really enjoy watching this story. Uh, but I'm sort of going for what I think in terms of the actual story itself, yep. if you know what I mean. So, from a review and a sort of critical point of view, uh, acknowledging its downfalls, I'm going for a 7.5 righty-ho yep and i do like the big giant brain by the way i near so nearly got my hands on that in an auction once but (laughs) it wasn't to be yeah where would you put that bloody goodness knows in the garden in the garden
1: (laughs) for the cats to rip it to shreds and
0: yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah can you imagine the state (laughs) and one other thing i've never and i have watched this a lot i've never quite got what is that goo you know at the end there's like a bucket going towards the rocket it's oh, yeah. like she's finally got the the
1: La Hagel, yeah
0: yeah she's so she's got it and it, it's being produced it's what is that goo uh, i've never got my head around what it is is that the stuff that's going to create the strange matter and i think that's mm. the well i think that's the stuff that goes into
1: the rocket so that when the rocket explodes with the asteroid it the, forms the yes. vacuum. Right. I believe so.
0: Yes. Yep. That's that's what I wish it. Right. Okay. Yeah. I just wanted to clarify that because it's not very often I get to talk to people about this story, you see, Gary. <laughs> As I say, it's one that I very often watch on my own. There's always a couple of bits I wasn't sure about. So it's nice to get another opinion on that. Yeah. Cool. Talking of opinions, what did our listeners
1: think? Yeah. Um, so we had um, uh, just a quick one on Twitter. Uh, it was from uh, Peter Adamson, Pedro the Whovian. Uh He says, it's a great story, uh, just a bit too long. Could have worked better as a 3 part He gave it 7 out of 10. All right,
0: okay. That ties in with what, what you were saying, yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, and then over on Facebook, uh, Greg Toby. Uh, a nice relaxed story. Uh, the sets and costumes are really good. Love the chemistry between Mel and the seventh Doctor. I think she's a really underrated companion, even though this isn't her best story. That's Paradise Towers. Seven mm. out of ten. <laughs> Another seven. Mm. Uh, Tom Dix. Hi, Tom. Uh, I'm going to put... I'm, uh, all I'm going to put here are these. And he's put little emojis of, like, sleeping faces. Oh. With said. Uh, honestly, though, why the hell did they think this was a good introduction for Seven? Uh, the plot is not there at all. If I was at the BBC at this moment in time, I would have axed the show there and then, as it truly was a joke of a story. <laughs> One out of ten. Ooh, harsh. Harsh times. Uh, Stu Gee. Uh, There's a lot to enjoy here, despite the the behind-the-scenes troubles. Uh, The Tetraps uh, and Bubble Traps look good. The Rani's impression of Mel is great great fun. Uh, Sure, the Rainbow Regeneration is makeshift, but it does the job. And while the Seventh Doctor isn't clearly defined in terms of personality yet, uh, Sylvester does a decent job with the material he's given. Underrated. Mm. Uh, George Coppin. Love it. This episode is seriously underrated. 7 out of 10. Uh, Thomas Andrew Evans. Uh, it took me a while to actually buy this because a lot of people said it was rubbish. Uh, I completely disagree. I really enjoyed the episode and loved the performances from Sylvester and Kate Amara. I personally think this episode is massively underrated.
0: 7.5. Oh, cool.
1: Uh, Yanto Williams. Uh, watched recently. I have to say I like it. Although I think if you ask Who Addicts, they would have something to say about it. (laughs) (laughs) Smiley face. Um, Lewis Palmer. uh, Okay, so I actually enjoy this. It's really not a good story by any stretch of the imagination. And Mel is at her worst. But I actually find uh, some enjoyment out of it. Even if that enjoyment is me laughing at it. Um, At least it (laughs) isn't a twin dilemma. Uh, I also quite like the Tetraps. Smiley face. Uh, Ben Smith. Uh, it's certainly better than most people would have would have you believe, despite the script being rather weak. McCoy gives a good early performance, and Omara is brilliant as ever. However, I think Mel is at her most annoying here. The Tetraps look very good. Four out of ten. Hmm. Uh, Devin Baker. Um, horrible, horrible, horrible. Horrible, 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 horrible. <laughs> One out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, James Wilson um uh who he's addicts. Just, yeah he's he, one of who addicts guys he just put uh matt
0: rowney you chose the worst time to go on holiday oh yeah matthew's been dying for us to record this yes yeah, so, um this yeah. story to, to review this story yeah
1: yeah so matt is the other half of who addicts who's away in the sun at the moment um you'll just have to comment when you get back buddy yeah oh, cheers james so that's all we got on facebook anything on geeks
0: yeah i got quite a few on geeks um I got one from uh, Johnny Edis. I'm probably saying his name wrong, but uh, we're known for that. He's just given it 3 out of 10, so I'm assuming he didn't like it. Devin Baker also commented on Geeks. He's put, uh, worst episode ever in great big letters. Oh, Oh dear. Harry Westergaard, uh, normally a McCoy fan, but this time he says, the only McCoy story I don't really enjoy. McCoy and Amara are really good. Tetraps make good monster, but it falls flat in about every other aspect. Okay. Matt Kelly, dreadful. Still not as bad as Underworld, though. Okay. Uh, Stuart Stockwin, yes, my prayers have been answered. Good luck watching. Oh, yeah, he's been, wa- he's been wanting us to review this for a while as well. Uh, Finn Walsh, he says, I really do like this story a, a lot. Uh, very weird, but it's good in a way. And he's given it 8.5 out of 10. Guy's he's given it more than me. Uh, Andy Allen, he says, um, I love this one. It's camp, over the top, outrageous at times, but has a lot of nice characters to moments like Faroon finding the remains of a daughter. Um, As I always say, only come to watch this one. If you wish to have fun, don't take it too seriously. Yeah, I agree with you, Andy. Uh, Peter McCleary. Uh, It gets slagged off so much, but it's a lot of fun. I agree. Ryan Anthony. Now Ryan, um, I expected to hate this one, but he says I shouldn't like it, but I do. I quite enjoy watching it. It's not amazing, but I've always enjoyed it. Uh, It's, it's, Away my guilt. Oh, it's his guilty pleasure, sorry. Love McCoy. Six point five out of ten. Okay. Uh oh, or Johnny, the person who gave it three out of ten. Um, he also said, What wonderful music throughout. Don't <laughs> know if he's yeah, I liked the music. Callum Johnston, he says, Love this episode. Something about McCoy's era just gets me interested in the show. Love the Rani in this, seven out of ten. And I think finally we've got one from Harry Walker. Um, who says this is a strange one, isn't it? Whilst I do think that McCoy shows promise in his debut performance, I can't say the rest of the episode has a lot going for it. Even the Rani couldn't save the episode. Mel continues to shine as a bland screaming companion, and the tet traps and the scary people are not very memorable. I think Tetraps traps are quite a good design, just not that great uh, in realization. But anyway, um, I don't bash this story like a lot of people, but I certainly don't favour it. Luckily, McCoy's era gets a lot better. Four out of ten. By the way, love your podcast. Oh, thanks very much, Harry. Um, I'd just like to say I'm I'm glad. In fact, I was really, really pleased to see a lot of positive comments for this episode um, because yeah. when, when we put the thing up on Facebook, I prepared myself for it to be absolutely um, annihilated. I thought people are going to – right, they, you know, a lot of people have been waiting for us to review and I thought they're all going to go for it, you know, because – I think it's a bit of an easy target, if I'm honest. So uh, I am really, really. I know we got, you know, it was a good balanced review um, with your comments. I mean, so I'm really pleased that you listeners, some of you hate it, some of you like it. But I was really pleased that we got so many positive comments as well, and I was really surprised. So yeah, yeah, I'm it happy.
1: Cool. It's um, and I'm and I'm sure a lot of you guys are surprised to hear that um, I didn't mind it because I'm out of the two of us, I I normally give Sir McCoy a good old. Uh, a good bashing. Um, I honestly
0: thought you would. Yeah, yeah. I honestly thought you were going to hate it. Yeah, where
1: you're normally the one to to go to bat, so to speak, for for McCoy mm. quite a lot. So, um, but that's the whole. That's the cool thing, though. Um, I would rather that people were like, yeah, I, I I love it, or I like it, or at the other end of the spectrum, I, I hate it, I can't stand it. Rather than people be indifferent you know it's it's really cool to have and this is a, a great example of why we pick these episodes for review, isn't it because yeah we could you know we could go we could go down a road of picking out all of the really common you know well reviewed well rated episodes, but what'd be the fun in that
0: <laughs> exactly you know yeah,
1: so um yeah, time and the Rani. Uh, seven and a half for you, five for me. I think that's quite reasonable for mm. a story that gets destroyed a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, but what have we got next week?
0: Next week, well, we're we're going to uh, revisit McGann's um, TV story. So we're going to be talking about the TV movie. Uh, I always wish it got a title, don't you? TV movie just sounds really boring, doesn't it? But yes, the McGann American TV movie is what we're doing next week. Yeah, I've been looking forward mm. to this one because yeah.
1: Uh, we hardly ever talk about it, really. I think we've mentioned mm. a couple of little bits about McGann in the past, and I think I've, I think I've mentioned that the music's very cool. It um, is, yeah. But other than that, it kind of gets left behind, old Megan. It does. So, looking forward to um, to talking through that one, and uh, I'm really intrigued to see how what your thoughts are going to be on that one, uh, Adam, because we ne- like I said, we never really talk about it.
0: No, so, no. Yeah. And i and actually I'm not even sure what my thoughts are on it because although I've watched it a few times, uh, it hasn't been watched for a while. Like I said, it is one I kind of forget about, and I I love McGann as the Doctor. Um, but of course, I very often think of audio stories if we talk about McGann. So yeah, it'll be very interesting to go back and see to see him on screen. Yeah,
1: yeah. So I think you guys will be. Um, I think you'll you'll find you'll find our thoughts interesting on this one because uh, mm. yes, I've got quite a few thoughts on this one. Cool. And I think that will do us for episode 46. Yeah. Thank you very much for sticking with us through this one. Um, It's been surprisingly cool talking through time in the Rani.
0: Yes, no it's been nice. I prepared myself for uh, for battle <laughs> this <laughs> yeah. morning. I thought right I'm going to have to really stand up for this one. But yeah, no it's been it's been nice. Good to chat through it.
1: Indeed. And thank you guys so much for giving us your thoughts as usual. Please keep doing that. We love you guys for doing that. It's awesome.
0: Yeah, it was. I really enjoyed reading through the comments um, on this one. Well, yeah. I always do, but yeah, it's good good to get other people's opinion. Yeah.
1: Trivia time. Last week we asked you, how many people have to be online in order for the Osterhagen key to be used?
0: hmm and um the answer was
1: three
0: three Three, Three. yeah when you asked when you asked it last week i thought it was four i was trying to go through in my head who who was there but no it's three isn't it it is three and this featured in
1: what story was this it was a was it the end of time no it was a stolen earth stolen earth yes um so well done those guys who have got that right We're not going to read through all the you know people who got that right Um, Because it takes too long, Um, but a a load of you did get that right, so thank you very much. Question for this week: Where is sister of mine? Mm. Oh, (laughs) that that, that rings
0: a bell. Where is sister of mine? It will ring a bell, hopefully. It does. Yeah. Story is that. Yes. Mm. So that's uh, where is sister of mine. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Where is sister of mine? hit us up on
1: facebook or twitter fire us your answer um so until then jump over to our website www.bigblueboxpodcast.co.uk you can check out all the previous episodes and you can link off also to twitter and facebook and all those things give us a follow and the like mm. also check out adam's youtube
0: channel the geeks handbag yeah
1: got some great stuff on there
0: yeah that that convention video is on its way. It's on its <laughs> God, way. I did, oh, it's taking me forever. But I'm I'm doing the commentary for it, which is what's taking so long. But it's uh, it's oh it's so close to getting done. And I'll be so relieved. I've been working on it forever, so I hope it's worth the wait. But yeah, that'll be coming soon. Surely. Um for anyone that was screaming out at us earlier when we were talking about the big finish box set, I think I've found the one you've got, Gary. It's uh Is it the romance of crime and the English way of death? Uh I think so. Okay, we'll go with that. (laughs) We'll go
1: with that one. We'll go with a yes.
0: Yeah, we'll go with... I'll
1: I'll correct next week if it's not.
0: Yeah, okay, cool.
1: So once again, thank you very much. We will see you next time. Have a great week. Until then, my name's Gary. My name's Adam. And... Yeah,